Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 47 of the Delve Into Money podcast. I can't believe that we're just sneaking and sneaking up to episode number 50. It seems crazy to think of that. And if you look at the actual spaces episodes and whatever, we're actually already over episode 50, which is just crazy to me. So I want to thank you for sticking with me this whole time. I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for the growth that we've seen over the last weeks. Today, we're going to talk about how you in your job can help a company improve their cash flow. And you may be hearing that and you may be saying, why does this matter? And the reason it matters is this, is accounting is the language of business. Every executive, every leader of a company makes their decisions based off what's happening, how it affects the bottom line. And you as an employee can affect the bottom line. So today I'm going to go through the different roles that people have and how they relate back to accounting and how by understanding accounting and understanding the impact, you can get a leg up in your career. Because if you're able to talk the language of the CEO, the CFO, the leaders of your company, the people, the higher-ups, you're going to get opportunities that others aren't because they're going to see you as someone who is knowledgeable. They're going to see you as someone who's proactive and learning things that are not necessarily in their skill set. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the CEO because he's at the top of the food chain. This leader Uh, you'll have the most uh, direct impact because your decisions are going to filter down to the rest of the organization. Even more so than accountants, you need to understand the numbers. And honestly, seeing how many CEOs don't understand the numbers and don't understand financial basics is why I'm teaching my cohort. If the CEO makes bad decisions because of bad financial numbers or because of lack of understanding of financial numbers, that person alone can sabotage the business. The CFO also has a huge impact and that's the role that I'm in. You're responsible for the firm's financial direction. The most important things on your plate or making sure that your policies are managed, making sure that you have the right people in place to do that, assuring controls are in place and that they're followed, being a partner to outside parties and being able to communicate your financial health to those parties, and then helping set the strategic direction of the company. The third group we want to talk about is operations. And I know this is a broad group, but we're, we're talking in broad terms here. And an efficient operation can have one of the biggest dollar impacts of any area of the business. It's because typically when you look at a financial statement, you have revenue 
And then you have cost of goods sold or cost of revenue. And that cost of goods sold, cost of revenue, is where all of those operations costs lie. And it's significantly more than the general administrative or overhead expenses related to the operation. So small changes in operation costs can have a huge impact on the overall profitability of a company. They also set the tone for the whole company. So if you're in a service firm, again, these are highly broad, but we want to watch overtime. We want to make sure that if we're charging time or if we're charging hours to people that we're not charging overtime if possible. We also want to think about what's the least level of person we can use for this particular job because it's going to reduce our cost overhead. And then the other thing you want to focus on is just the management of the people. If you're in a product-based business, uh, we want to focus on uh, manufacturing costs and inventory management. Those two areas are going to have huge impacts on your overall profitability because they're going to be the main inputs to that cost of goods sold number. Accounting is one that everyone knows and expects is going to have the impact on the numbers. Day in and day out, you're in the weeds trying to get those numbers to balance, trying to figure out all the specific details. But often what happens at accounting is we focus too much on the small things and we forget to zoom out. We miss the forest while in the trees. So we want to focus on speed of reporting, speed of invoicing, following a consistent process on accounts receivables and then establishing and following vendor management policies. Speed of reporting, speed of invoicing. Speed of reporting is going to give your leaders the information they need in a timely manner. Late reports are essentially the same as no reports. Speed of invoicing and consistent processes on receivables is going to help you get money faster from your clients. And then establishing vendor control policies is going to make sure that you are covering your bases and that you're managing your money well, the money that's going out the door. And often it's forgot about because of the other elements that are talked about. Next is customer service. Retaining customers is cheaper than finding new ones. Let me repeat, retaining customers is cheaper than finding new ones. A 5% increase in customer retention can increase profits by 25%. Because of the time it takes to get a new prospect, this is extremely, extremely important. In customer service, keeping your employees happy is so, so important because when you keep your employees happy, it carries over to the customers and the customers end up being more happy. The reality is, even if you don't think it does, that is going to affect your bottom line. So let's focus on growing customer lifetime value, communicating feedback to other departments relentlessly because we want customers to be able to talk to us 
And then we want that information to get passed on and implemented within the company. And so you have to be very good communicators to make sure things are moving efficiently. And then last, we want to focus on employee happiness as it's going to directly impact the customer. Research and development is the next group. And research and development is expensive. There's no getting around the fact that it costs a lot of money to do research and development. But if done right, you create the future of the company. So it's super important that research and development is run well. The way that research and development can save the company money is it can do so by being focused in your approach, not being scatterbrained, harebrained. It's following things to completion and testing them out completely. Another way is they can seek out a government or tax incentives that's going to help the company save money because costs are being covered by outside entities. And then we're going to look for unique ways to fund your research. There's all sorts of ways to fund the research and development. And we want to be creative about how you approach those. Don't just look at your higher ups and think they're just going to take care of everything for you. Next is a really big one, marketing and sales. Marketing, sales, you can drive the top line, especially sales. And and with that becomes um, a little bit of power. It's easy for sales to get out of control and run the company because you get an ego, you get power. People want to keep those salesmen around because of what they're doing, what they're bringing to the company. And then it can ultimately backfire because if it doesn't stay in balance, they eventually have to be reined in, which is going to take turnover, which is going to set the company back. So as sales and marketing, we want to focus on gathering really good and actionable data. We want to make sure that, that we know the things that we're doing are driving results. And then number two, we want to focus on the most impactful channels. We can go to a million channels, but when you focus your energy, at the channels that you know are paying off, you're going to get a higher return on equity. And then last, we want to manage the sales incentive to make sure they align with company goals. Because when those get out of balance, that's when you see sales departments getting out of control. Next, we want to talk about human resources. Human resources is going to be able to directly impact the turnover of the company. If done right, this will have a huge impact on the bottom line because turnover is extremely expensive. It's not about setting a lot of policies. It's about setting the right policies and HR. And you want to act as an advocate for the business, but also build relationships with employees so that you can help communicate what the employees are needing to reduce turnover. We want to focus on these three things. We want to recruit the right candidates because if you're bringing the wrong candidates in, it's going to cause a lot of stress in the company, cause more turnover. Number two, we want to create the right pay structure and incentives because when we create those, it keeps people around, which again is reducing turnover. And then we want to have a good employee review process so that bad employees don't stick around because the reality is bad employees can hurt everyone else in the company. Employees that aren't performing are going to make the company as a whole look bad. 
They're going to be stressful to their coworkers and could even result in good employees leaving. Last, we have the IT department. We talked about research and development being expensive, but IT can be expensive too, especially because every IT person I've ever dealt with, and maybe this is a stereotype, but every one of them has wanted all the toys, wanted all the things. And I don't blame you because you want to be in a top-notch IT department and you see that if things go wrong, you're getting blamed and you want to make sure that you're not the one blamed. But in my personal experience, I've seen time and time again, IT departments not have an awareness of their impact. And when you don't have an awareness of your impact, you lose a seat at the table. So we want to avoid you losing a seat at the table because we want you to understand what your proposal's financial impact is. And if you can understand that, you're going to be able to communicate it better in a way, and you're going to be able to honestly assess what the level of risk is if you don't implement this new procedure, this new equipment, whatever it may be. So with IT, we want to focus on creating a project roadmap and equipment refresh timeline. What this will do is it will help management understand and know what to expect. Because the surprise is what will get management off filter a lot of time. Second, we want to focus on the most efficient cost solution, not the best one. IT has a tendency to always look for the best solution out there. But with the right questions, with the right analysis, you can propose efficient solutions. And those cost-efficient solutions are going to help the company implement more policies, which is going to keep the company more protected than just your one big high-end expense. And then third, we want to get rid of all the jargon and help the business understand the day-to-day impact of the tech. IT people, for whatever reason I've seen, have had issues making that happen. Because they're too in their IT world, they can't communicate what that looks like to outside parties. Today, the day that this is coming out, we're launching um, my cohort called Financial Statements Decoded, where we're going to talk about financial statements and how to connect what's in those financial statements to your decision making as a company owner or company leader. And so if this interests you and you're listening to this first thing in the morning, you can click on the link in the show notes. If not, you'll have to get on the wait list because we're launching it at 8 a.m. Wednesday, May 25th at Central Standard Time. So most of you listening to this will already have started. So if you are still interested, just get on the wait list for next time. We're going to be running it in the next few months. That is it for today. I want to thank you so much for listening, for being a part of the show. Next week, we are going to kind of get back to our regularly scheduled programming. We're going to break down um, some books that I've been reading and some things that are going on. And I'm excited for you to hear this, to see where we're going forward, because there's some changes coming with this podcast, and I'm excited for how those changes are going to impact you. Until next week, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Start today and we'll see you 